Good morning, this is Send7 World News in 7 Minutes. I'm Stephen Devincenzi. Today is Monday, the 10th of October, 2022. Starting in Europe today, between Ukraine and Russia, there was an explosion on the Kirsch Bridge on Saturday. The Kirsch Bridge connects Russia to the Crimean Peninsula, which was captured by Russia in 2014, and Russia considers to be a part of Russia, although almost no other countries recognise this. It is not clear how the explosion happened, however three people are known to have died, and part of the road bridge has collapsed and there has also been damage to the train bridge. Russia said that the explosion was caused by a truck bomb, and that they were investigating. Ukraine has not claimed responsibility for the attack, however some officials have suggested that Ukraine was responsible. Russia has reported that train services have continued on the bridge, and some road traffic has continued. The bridge is considered important for Russia's military as a route to supply Russia's army in the occupied regions of South Ukraine. Also in Ukraine, the city of Zaporizhia, which is controlled by Ukraine, was hit by Russian missiles on Saturday evening and yesterday morning. At least 12 people were killed when their apartment blocks were hit, and rescue missions are continuing. Ukraine has said that Iranian-made drones, which are designed to explode when they hit a target, have also been used in the city of Zaporizhia. Iran denies giving drones to Russia. In the north of Ukraine, Russia is continuing to fire artillery across the international border into the Chernihiv and Sumy regions of Ukraine, and fired missiles into Kharkiv city yesterday. In the east, the Ukrainian army has recaptured some villages in the Luhansk region. There is constant artillery fire across all of the 2,500 kilometres of front line in Ukraine. In Norway, the Nobel Peace Prize has been awarded to human rights activists in Belarus, Russia and Ukraine, Belarusian pro-democracy activist Alice Bialyatsky, who is in prison in Belarus, won the prize, as well as the Russian organisation Memorial, which was closed down by Russia's government this year. The Ukrainian organisation Centre for Civil Liberties was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize for its effort to document war crimes and human rights abuses, the Nobel Committee released this phone call in which Nobel Director Olaf Jolstad tells the Civil Liberties Director Oleksandra Romansova that they have won the Nobel Peace Prize. The Centre for Civil Liberties will be awarded the Nobel Peace Prize for 2022 together with another human rights organisation and one individual. So congratulations to you. It's uh, okay. It's it's uh, uh, <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Thank you. It's it's incredible. Seriously. 
In Austria, President Alexander van der Bellen has won another six years as president. Van der Bellen is a centrist and green politician, and he won more than 50% of the vote, stopping a second round from taking place. In Ireland, 10 people have died after a petrol station exploded. The police said that the explosion seemed to be an accident. Asia. In Iran, over 185 people have now died in protests during the last few weeks, according to the Iran Human Rights Group, based in Norway. Protests appear to be continuing in many parts of Iran against the government and particularly demanding women's rights and the end of the morality police. Women across Iran are protesting by removing their headscarves, which they must wear by law. In Hong Kong, five teenagers between the ages of 15 and 18 have been given up to three years' detention at a correctional facility for crimes related to demanding the independence of Hong Kong from China. Since 2020, showing support for the independence of Hong Kong is illegal. Australia has announced that it will hold a referendum next year on whether indigenous people should have a permanent representation in government. If the referendum passes, an advisory group to the Australian government would be created, made of Aboriginal Australians. Africa. Somalia's government has banned some websites which it says are spreading propaganda for the Islamist jihadist group Al-Shabaab. The government has said that it will punish media organisations that spread the messages of Al-Shabaab, which has been fighting the government for over 10 years. In Djibouti, seven soldiers have been killed in fighting with an armed group in northern Djibouti, according to the Ministry of Defence. Fighting like this is rare in Djibouti. America's Haiti's government has given Prime Minister Ariel Henry permission to ask for international help to control Haiti's main port area, much of Haiti is controlled by gangs, including the Varro fuel terminal, which the government lost control of last month. Since then, Haiti has lost a major source of energy. Haiti has not shown which countries it will ask for help. And in Argentina, parents are threatening to sue a sticker company because of the difficulty of finding some football stickers. Before the World Cup in Qatar, stickers from the company Panini are extremely popular with Argentinian children and some adults, and people buy closed packs of the stickers, not knowing which players will be inside. Parents say that they are spending too much money and they can't find Argentina's top player, Lionel Messi. A massive thank you to our newest supporters, Eva in Slovakia, Eric in Taiwan, and Lise in France. If you find this podcast valuable, then please help to support us at send7.org support. 
Supporters can also read the transcripts of every episode. I'm Stephen Devincenzi. Tomorrow you will be with Namitha Raghunath. Have a great day. <laughs>